0: Hello, Hello, everybody. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy, Happy white, white Hat Wednesday. Hat Wednesday. Right. Yes. This will um, be an
1: interesting topic around uh, the White Hat thing. We can get to that soon. But uh, we're talking about GPS and Starter Interrupt yeah. today. So welcome. Glad you joined us. Absolutely. We have uh, a couple of quick announcements. We have next Thursday, a week from tomorrow, yeah. we'll be in Vegas. And people can join us in the next, room. in the session? Thursday next week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thursday, so Next um, Thursday, a week from tomorrow.
0: Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. I was like morning shows on Wednesday, but yeah. yeah, we'll be, we'll be broadcasting that whilst mm-hmm. in Vegas, but right. the, um, the address that Jim's got first thing, it starts at nine, yeah.
1: nine
0: o'clock Thursday mm-hmm. morning Pacific. Right. So for those of you who live, uh, in the East coast, that's nine, 10, 11, 12. Right. So at noon. Yep. Right on.
1: So, um, the, uh, the other <laughs> thing that's coming up is, uh, Michelle's birthday is Monday. So you got, uh, you got that to think about, you know, yeah. What you might uh, like to share with Michelle on her birthday? <laughs> we'll be live on Monday morning.
0: That, so, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. Yeah. We're uh, we're heading to Vegas uh, the day before so that we can um, on Sunday so that we can kind of just play
1: have a birthday day have a
0: bur- a birthday day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so much around that that is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so White Hat Wednesday and um, and we we've. Jim actually uh, was this morning chose the topic. Yeah. And um, and uh, really smoked old fashioned. Smoked Hugo. old fashioned. Sounds oh, good. lovely, Hugo. Nice. I'm beautiful. Com- I'm, I'm Can gonna- I, come too? <laughs> I wanna be there. Yeah. Exactly. All by my own. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So uh GPS. Um, yeah. and that's, it's, it's interesting. We posted that and it's like a couple of different people are like, that's a great, that's a good thing to, the great, interesting, um, thing to talk about because. Yeah.
1: yeah well. And, and there's a, definitely a white hat tie in here. So, Absolutely. you know, will try to try to flesh that out. Yeah. And I think we should take our time around this topic. Let me first, no. um, lean into the microphone and say, we are not attorneys. We are not offering legal advice when we talk about GPS and yes. technology and collections and repossessions.
0: And uh, and this is a conversation, though, that we have with all of our clients that are, that we're putting, that we're helping get into business Mm -hmm. um, is, thank you, (laughs) is uh, this question about GPS and, and there's, and we do typically say, check with your state because there are states that have been creating rules around things mm-hmm. like this. Sure. And so we don't represent that we know what happens in your state. so that's something you need to, to look into check your through with your, with your state, association state association and all of that. but um, yeah, we just we thought it would be a good idea to talk about the final States GBS. have
1: legal resources. If you're in a state mm-hmm. that doesn't have a state association, maybe reach out to NIDA. Mm-hmm. sure you. You know become a member there because they've got uh, resources including some legal Mm -hmm. support so yeah these are kind of things that you start to touch on things and we're really just talking about from an operational policy standpoint Mm -hmm. and especially if you think about the white hat element then Mm -hmm. you know this has been a thing for me like i've written articles around this over the years and i find that people sometimes um either misinterpret or do an incomplete interpretation of kind of my perspective on GPS and starter interrupt. So we're So gonna, actually, George, um yeah.
0: yes, we're gonna talk about starter interrupt as one of the things. Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think the the idea here is to kind of break down if you if we think about this in the context of when you're a new dealer and you're Setting up your business and you're getting GPS devices. A couple of things to think about. First of all, you would want to discuss with your lender. You know, if you've got a lender in the picture, you would want to discuss with them. You know what their practice policy is and what they recommend and and um, and may have covenants around you know GPS and start to interrupt. So because it is a compliance question, especially state compliance. Yes. You know, they're so when we think about this in a white hat context, I'm I'm really thinking about the attorneys general and the whole thing about the actually automated starter interrupt. So Mm -hmm. why don't we first go through the three three types? Yeah. So when you install a GPS and and I'm going to not every provider maybe has all of these options. So you would Mm -hmm. just need to discuss it with uh, the provider that you choose. But option number one would be to install a GPS device only that would locate only. It's
0: just to locate. And only. the
1: device itself, the hardware might have the capability to do more, but you might choose to only wire up
0: the, locate. the GPS
1: mm-hmm. locate mm-hmm. feature. Okay. So there's that option. And we're seeing probably a high percentage. My my perception is that probably in the range of 90%, 85, 90% mm-hmm. of the dealers out there are doing GPS only. Some are installing Mm -hmm. a second device. Some are using a decoy device in addition to the locate, but, but the point is Mm -hmm. they're not choosing, and maybe I said that wrong. GPS only might be a lower percentage than that, but when you factor in GPS and manual locate, I'm sorry, manual Manual. disable, then Mm -hmm. that number is up in that 85% range. I would say is just anecdotally speaking, this by based on my own Mm -hmm. perception, based on dialogue with a lot of dealers, but
0: and then there's the third kind.
1: Yeah. So so yeah. just I kind of glazed over the the second one, which is mm-hmm. the it's often just an extra wire has to be connected, maybe two, mm-hmm. where you have the ability to go into your system and manually, user controlled, choose to disable the starter.
0: Now there's can I, uh, I there's it's interesting to hear conversations on, um, on social media, um, and, and others, other avenues about this, um, the being able to turn off the starter period, um, and is, uh, so, you know, what, if they're driving down the highway, it's like, it, that it's just the starter not once the engine gets going so if you do use that it's the next time they try to start the vehicle is that they won't be able to start the vehicle right so it's it's not going to disrupt their if they're on the road at the yeah. time but I mean if they're heading to to Walmart and it gets hit and they go back out to their car
1: it won't start sure so so obviously there's a human element to that so that means that and we have to have policies around that. If it's going to get disabled, who's got the authority to do that? If we're going to just, what's our policy around? When do we do that? So that we make sure that we're consistent in that practice. Yeah. Because that's the thing that makes me most uncomfortable about that whole scenario. Scenario number two, we'll call it, is that there's still a human element. It still requires some human being at the dealership to go or the, you know, these are dealer creditors. So Mm -hmm. at the finance company Mm -hmm. or wherever that has to go in and and do that. And I would just want to make sure we're consistent yeah. in that. I don't want to, I don't want to not disable somebody with our practices. We do it on day five and somebody's off or they're busy mm-hmm. and they don't get to it till day seven. That that troubles me. Yeah. Like, I think we have to be super consistent. About so,
0: that. I mean, in, in essence with, with GPS, there's like GPS only and there's GPS with starter interrupt and the GPS with starter interrupt have two ones in the manual and one is, one is um, automated. Automated. So yeah. that's
1: getting into the third scenario. Yeah. So like I think of it, and, and again, we, if we've got any, uh, you know, GPS providers out there and we say something that's inaccurate or incomplete, please let us know. And we'll, we'll try to address it. And we can speak to it right here. Um, but my, my experience in, in working with multiple providers, multiple dealers is that these are really kind of the three categories. You either you either use those first two or that last one, when I say automated, it's like a pre-programmed
0: mm-hmm. With uh, the car. disabling. Yeah.
1: And this is the one that starts to get into where by state, some states have clamped down and said no more of the, a lot of them have, I think have said no starter in a period, automated or manual, mm-hmm. no, no starter disabled in some states, I think. So, but really this one is one where you know, in, in its simplest explanation for folks who haven't been exposed to that, it's like if if your customer pays monthly and their payment is due on the 3rd, then when they make their payment, the system, as an example, might automatically create another 33 days before the system will automatically disable. So next month, if the customer hasn't made their payment, mm-hmm. you know, at, at a certain point, they will start to get, a, the customer will start to get alerts. Mm-hmm. It could a be an car alert. Whatever Some mm-hmm. of these are settings, you know, that, that, mm-hmm. that the dealer can choose, but the, they get a tone or an alert inside the car. They might get a text message that is alerting them to the fact that your you know, your payment is due. And obviously they're aware that if the, they don't uh, get the payment made, that at some point the car won't start. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's an mm-hmm. automated thing where it's, it's out of the dealer's hands in a way it's, set up in the system at the time of the contract and a lot of these by the way have an integration Mm -hmm. with the dms so your gps provider might have a an integration of some sort with your with your dms Mm -hmm. so now it's a question of what what does that integration look like what does it do what does it allow you to manage in the dms and what requires you to go over to the platform of the gps provider to manage these things either way regardless of whether it's in the dms or the gps platform the reality is that that system is set up in a way that is sort of automatically triggered, automatically activated. If the customer mm-hmm. gets to be a certain day past, and a lot of times the dealer can stipulate what the grace period looks like. It's, you know, if, if the payments due on a Friday, as an example, the car will simply not start on a Monday morning or a mm-hmm. Tuesday morning. It's like, these are user settings that the dealer can choose. So I, I think it's interesting because over the years I've said, i I personally don't have a problem with that, and as you and I talked well, it, about, we subject, we
0: talk about pros and cons, and when we're talking with our with our clients, it's like, what are the pros and what are the cons? Because all of them have pros and cons, um, and uh, mm-hmm. so like, what are the pros and cons? And I know for like the the automated, um, one of the nice things about it is okay, I like things to be very. Structured
1: and consistent and
0: consistent. That's right. that's just in built in my nature. And so the idea that it's like it's going to happen at the same time, it's going to do this and it's going to drive traffic to the dealership more than the dealership or like communication than it's than the dealership having to drive communication to the customer mm-hmm. because it's like you want your car to start. you know, give us a call. Let's get this figured out. So there's, there's, um, there is, uh, some beauty in that. Uh, and we've got a lot of questions and we'll try to get all of them answered as we go along, but, um, there's some beauty in that because it's like, you don't have to think about it and it does do drive some, some of that communication and it's set up so that it's consistent. Mm -hmm. And when Jim talks about consistency, that's, that's a big piece in like it, it, it is, yeah, of being consistent in something in your dealership period,
1: Yeah, being so, consistent. So there are two big subjects I think mm-hmm. we want to make sure and touch on here. So we, if we think about the maybe three, mm-hmm. there's the white hat element of this. If, yes. if, if those folks who are listening who understand what we talk about on a Wednesday, when we talk about white hat way and what does white hat way mean? Mm-hmm. And, and if I were a white hat dealer, how might I handle a situation like this? Yeah. It's a little like what we talk about when we work with a new dealer and they'll ask us about this which one should we use and so our answer to them is often you know in the Let's form of questions like it. how do you want to be known by your customers by your community, community. Do you, do you so so when we go through these things mm-hmm. we really have to ask that question and think about how we want to be perceived by our customers because
0: there's i mean there can be negatives and and positives on all of the things first off it's really important as a dealer that you're transparent and you let people know this is what this is that, you know, that you, that you, there is a starter interrupt and, and, or there's a, a manual or, or an automatic um, manual. Yeah. starter interrupt. It's important for you to let them know the predator for me, the predatory part of that is if you let them know, and then it's, it's not presented in a way of like, this is to help you. This is to, this is to keep, you know, make sure that you remember that, that we need to make payments and, and, and please, if you hear that tone and you can't, please reach out to us immediately and let's figure out what we can do to be able to, to help you through whatever the situation is that, that you've got going on right now. And yeah. I think that that, to me, that's kind of the white hat element of you're going to have something like that. It's Like if you hear the tone, and you know you uh, if you can make the payment make the payment if you yeah. hear the tone and you can't make the payment call us
1: yeah and i think there's another element that i'm thinking of in the white hat context is like the word trust so mm-hmm. we sometimes as dealer business owners we want to we want to be trusted we want our customers to trust us in mm-hmm. fact we sort of almost insist on it or we're we're offended when the customer you know doesn't trust us yet this whole scenario that we're talking about implies that we don't trust the customer from the beginning at the beginning of our relationship it says we don't trust you so we're going to install this equipment on here and so i think if, if that's the if that's the angle that we're going to take and we're in a state that permits starter interrupt then i think it's really in the phrasing and the language that we choose yeah we have a starter i'm not talking about the language in the gps disclosure that tells them about the mechanics and the the legalese mm-hmm. of how it works. I'm really talking about the messaging to the customer mm-hmm. that it gives us an opportunity to overcome this thing about trust, because think about take it outside of the buy here, payer business outside the car business or car relationship. It's like, how does it, I insist that you trust me, but I'm not prepared to trust you. I mean, how does that, how does that work in any kind of relationship? That's not a good balance. And so I think this is the interesting part about this: is do we do we approach every customer as though we think they're going to take advantage, and that we're we're doing this from that standpoint? Well, and it's
0: it's also in the messaging when and Tyler just uh, voiced and he's like, there's a specific form that if you have it, you have to have it signed. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah. is that enough? Right, that's to just have them covering just the sign a thing and hand a pamphlet. You know, it's covering the legal stuff, but to explain why and what you know, what this means and, and all of those pieces, that's kind of where we get into, if you're going to do it, have the white hat way. Uh, yeah. Is and have so, the conversation. What does this mean? Yeah. What,
1: yes, know. there is a GPS disclosure and that covers mm-hmm. us legally. Yes. We're talking about more than legal here. We're talking mm-hmm. about the long-term relationship with a customer. Mm-hmm. And again, I have said, I don't particularly have a problem with an automated mm-hmm. starter disable. I don't have a problem with a manually user-driven starter disable, as long as we're consistent about it, Amen. we have a clear policy yeah. around it. Um, so when I think about the manual disorder, I think an interesting way to think about this is, let me be a defense attorney for a minute. And I just, you know, I'm not an attorney, I don't speak legalese, but let me just say that. <laughs> you he know, plays one on a radio show on the morning every
0: show. once in a while.
1: Yeah. So it's just kind of fun to talk through it. And Uh let me, let me just kind of be a defense attorney. I've got some dealer client who is, is being challenged, you know, by an attorney general because of this, um, this, you know, automated starter disable. And I'm going to kind of make the case. Well, Let's understand first the business that my dealer client is in. They're in the business of providing financing to customers who have credit trouble. And it's part of how the dealer is able to provide that solution to a customer who hasn't shown a lot of financial responsibility in the past. I'm using a broad brush, but that's generally mm-hmm. the customer that we serve in the in this sector. So I'm also able to say, you know, uh, your honor, you, you know, the, the prosecuting attorney or whatever I can say, you know, if you fail to make your payment on your utility bill, on your electric bill, what happens? If you fail to make the payment, your you're going to get notification. Phone. Yeah. But what's going to happen? You're mm-hmm. and and so if I'm the electric company, I can do what? I can shut off the service. It won't get restored until what?
0: You've paid or made arrangements. Okay.
1: So mm-hmm. and that practice is being extended across an entire credit spectrum, regardless of the the credit performance of the consumer, regardless of their credit score, I feel like my experience is they'll be treated the same. They'll, Mm -hmm. they they will be, there'll be a practice.
0: And and typically with, if it's someone that's on the, the, the lower credit spectrum or the lower income that there might be, you know, it's like, Hey, let's work with you. There's a program. There's a, you know, let's, let's work with you to try to be able to resolve this, this problem.
1: So, so let me just take it a little Mm -hmm. further. Your honor, if, if you fail to make your gas, you know, your natural gas payment, mm-hmm. if you fail to make your electric payment, what would happen? You just do was an oversight, you missed it. You felt, you were out of the country, whatever you felt, what's going to happen. It gets turned off. It's turned off. Well, are you provided any sort of emergency codes so that you can turn that back on if you're in a situation where you're home and it's just, you know, you're risking freezing your pipes or you, is there an emergency code where you can automatically turn it back on yourself? Nope. Well, my client offers that to their their consumers. You know, my my dealer client does yeah. provide that. So what we're really mm-hmm. talking about, and, and now by the way, we're we're offering this kind of financing solution to consumers who have not done well with credit. They've not done well in these kind of credit installment arrangements in the past. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to provide them a solution. And for mm-hmm. for a lot of the dealer clients, this is this is what allows them to feel comfortable extending credit in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. So again, we're not trying to be attorneys over here. We're just trying to say let's look at it from a place of and if I'm really if I'm really interested in the customer success, let's let's mm-hmm. look at it through that lens. Like if I really truly have an interest in the success of the customer and I'm prepared to provide financing even in these poor credit circumstances, but these are the this is part of what allows me to do that. Sometimes it might be, you know, I got a lender in the picture, which my Mm -hmm. customer doesn't care about, but it's part of it's part of how I'm able to provide this solution to you is through having this technology in place. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think we can present that to the customer in a way that we can help them understand. And again, there are emergency codes for people who aren't familiar in these scenarios that we talk about. If a if a car gets disabled. Then there is a means like, for the customer. If they're yeah. in a tough situation, mother mother's, you know, having contractions and she needs to get to a hospital. Or they're, we're a
0: hundred miles away from home and I need to get home and you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Th- like, there can be emergency situations. There situation. are. Um Lewis from um, LinkedIn has piped in a couple of times and and I'm and I'm pretty sure that Lewis it works in the industry of um, GPS. One of the things that he just mentioned is when performing manual vehicle dis- disabilities and are disables. I- disables. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, maintaining consistency and treating all customers equally is of the utmost importance, which like utilities, everyone's treated equally. It doesn't matter regardless of factors such as their background, Um, preferences or circumstances, it's crucial to ensure a fair and unbiased approach in dealing with each individual.
1: Well, that's the part that's harder to do. And that's why I said it makes me uncomfortable when we bring the human element back into Mm -hmm. it because, you know, people get busy or somebody's out sick. The only person who has access to the the, the ability to do that is out sick. And so so now suddenly we're not being consistent and we're not uh, so if we, if we get, begin to be inconsistent, then I can see why mm-hmm. an attorney general might start to have a problem with what mm-hmm. we're doing or some of our customers might end up going looking for an attorney because yeah. that's where we start to, you know, become vulnerable. And now you're starting to understand why I'm, I'm a believer in the automated thing. And I would love to be able to make the case on behalf of a lot of our dealer clients and mm-hmm. as a former dealer myself to say, look, I don't, this helps me to not have to hire a lot of collectors. This helps me to allow to provide mm-hmm. that service and the customers are, I'm making sure the customer understands oh, yeah. 100%. Well,
0: Tyler uh, piped in from Facebook and it's like, I totally agree the approach should be done in an informative manner, not degrading and not making assumptions um, that the device will be needed. Most customers respond to the form of you know you've got this in here with I totally understand but y'all won't have any problem with me. I mean uh, yeah, yeah of course. Um but yes yeah. uh, having the communication. Yeah so I right, think it's it's through.
1: obviously and and this is another thing that can happen is how consistent are we in closing? You know what is yes. really said? Yes the customer yes but their there, signatures there on there the are piece
0: GPS providers that we've seen that there's a video you can show them, there's some literature, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff to send them home with which is helpful um, because it does create a level of consistency of this is the thing.
1: And again, I'm yeah. I'm not really thinking as much about the legal. I, I like the video in supporting mm-hmm. the document that the customer signs because their signature on a piece of paper mm-hmm. is not going to mean a lot to just did they, okay, they signed it, but does that mean they understood it? Does that mean they understand the spirit of what's happening there? So it's like, this, this is where the white hat piece comes in for mm-hmm. me is how do we, how do we make sure that we've expressed to the customer exactly what this is going to look like so that they can choose? They can choose not to do business with us. Mm-hmm. I'm not forcing them into a contract. If they don't like the practices that we've adopted and they, they want to try to get their financing somewhere else, perfectly fine. I don't need to persuade them to do business with me so that I can, you know, earn a sale or whatever. It's like, fully disclose, let the customer mm-hmm. understand. I mean, when I say fully disclose, I mean, almost beyond full disclosure, like mm-hmm. tell yeah. them, tell them more and make sure they understand, because I think there's an opportunity in messaging and Michelle knows I'm, I'm big on messaging. I'm big on making sure the customer understands who we are, what we're about, mm-hmm. why, you know, why you should choose to do business with us or why we want you to feel comfortable doing business with us. And so this is about disclosure and making sure the customer is totally transparent. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, and this is also, and you know, we've talked before in the past about, um, you know, when you go through the process of purchasing a car, there is a lot of stuff thrown at you, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff thrown at you, and that it is really essential if you want to give the cust- give our customers, the best chance of success is really helping them understand and and you know like i i get it i understand i know the the, the i all of the the minute pieces that really will help with with success we've talked before about Um, That welcome call series of short videos that are sent to a new customer. Just this is one of those things that it's just like, and don't forget, this is the thing and this is the stuff and this is what you can do. And and just so that that you're you're reiterating um, the, the pieces that are part of closing that are the most important for them to remember and understand in a, um, you know, we're just, we're informing you here's, we're here to help. Um, here's, here's the, d- don't forget that if you ever hear the beep, this is what it means. And if you, if you are having a problem with, uh, you know, it, it's either to remind you to make a payment. Um, cause we know some people you forget sometimes, um, or if you can't, call immediately so that we don't, you don't end up somewhere with a car that's not going to start Yeah, and, and I, communicate that.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I have to believe that the GPS providers are, are interested in that solution that mm-hmm. they want the dealer to collect the payment and have the customer mm-hmm. be successful. And so I think, you know, when I look at this thing, I think one of my big concerns mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just about GPS and part of the reason that, <clears throat> excuse me, there've been times in the past when I've written articles that people kind of draw the conclusion that I'm, I'm against GPS. And that's definitely not the case. Like I think it's a,
0: our clients would say, no, that's not the case. Yeah, no, I'm definitely
1: a a Uh proponent of GPS technology. I think it's essential. I think it's another example where technology has moved in our favor during the years that I've been in the industry. And it's, it's, so it's something we should certainly take advantage of. And because we, it is a, a way to help us provide that solution to customer. What, what my concern is and what, where people pick up on the idea Mm -hmm. that I might be resistant to it the concern is that it makes all of this equipment all three of these options that we're talking about they make it about the car and so what is brent Carmichael's presentation he's collect always saying the cash the, not the car like the, the, the payment not the car mm-hmm. so we, we it's pretty hard to argue that all these things we're talking about here don't make it about the collateral because when we when we disable the car it's like you didn't make your payment, so you don't have a car. It makes it about the car. And so I think that's the problem I see is that I, so I hope one of the things that we haven't touched on, and I don't honestly know the 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 what the hardware and the software allows in these cases, but I would hope that if a customer fulfilled some sort of whatever requirement we might have about show me some documentation, you got a short paycheck, you can't pay the full amount, get me some documentation. I can grant you some relief that we've got a process for that. So that, mm-hmm. because if we're using this to demand payment, nope, you got to make the payment or else the car does not start unless you make the payment. I will say you can get a lot of payments that way. Mm-hmm. You'll get payments, but you won't get, you'll, you'll decrease the likelihood yeah. that customer makes at the end of the contract.
0: Or that they are referring their friends and family sure. or that they Purchase sure. another car from you, yeah. and and you know we've we've had that conversation so many times that you treat your customer well. That's that is that's if you look at it financially, that's money in the bank because it's they're going to refer and they're going to come back. And so, yeah. so you that's know, a whole different just, subject, yeah. really. There's, the thing about
1: being flexible and oh, cooperative yeah. and having being able to grant extensions and partial yeah. payments. And we've talked yeah. about partial payments in the past.
0: There's there's uh you know we've uh which is one more kind of squiggly line piece to this. And there's obviously a couple of straight line pieces that I I want to quickly get to. And we're, we're running out of time. Um, a squiggly line piece is, um, I've witnessed and we've, um, we've witnessed where the ability to locate a car becomes entertainment to a team. Um, it becomes a reason to say you're a liar to a, um, to a customer. And that is not the white hat way. and, And yeah. And it's, and it, it becomes like, well, I've been watching and they're doing this. And it's like, that's not the point. Yeah, That's not the point at all. Um, about having something that people can, you know, people love to gossip and they love to have something to complain about and they love, and, and if that's happening, then it's, if that's happening with your team, your collections team, then you you're creating an adversarial relationship with your customer.
1: Yeah, and this is why we think the quick way mm-hmm. to solve that is just we don't we don't recommend that collectors at a, at a collector level would have access to GPS. That that would be Mm-mm. reserved for somebody who's going to take some sort of enforcement action and not and so share it. Yeah, don't like, share the yeah. information with the collectors. Yeah. Like that's information to be kept in our management team. And so I think this is an area where we can create some level of consistency, but yeah, it does. It, it pollutes the relationship and mm-hmm. we get, so as a collector, if I had that information, customer claims that, you know, car's not running yet. They're, you know, two counties away driving. It's like, okay, so you have that information now and you're going to use that. How you probably had another customer this morning tell you some other kind of fib, you know, and you're not choosing to act on that because you can't prove it in this case you can prove it. But now what, What is that, why would we choose to yeah. act on that again it makes it about the car and it's it's about so it's it's like why why my question would be why would that customer feel like they needed to lie to us and so like that that's really the part that i think you have to get to but i think what we're really saying is that gps and all this hardware makes it about the car and if you're yes we need it as a backdrop we need it as a fallback so that if something happens it's we can cover a cla- yeah. it it's a necessary mm-hmm. safeguard Okay, or it's a it's an opportunity as a safeguard. I think the danger becomes when we when we use it to to apply pressure and to otherwise you know recover the collateral. Then that makes it about the car, just like the electric company makes it about supplying the electricity to your home when they do the cutoff. You know, and then what happens? You make a payment online, and the, the electricity back on what what happened they made it about the electricity right there was no relationship there it's very transactional right mm-hmm. so it's like that's kind of what i feel like we're doing and, and with this gps technology too often and so i think we have an opportunity mm-hmm. many of our dealers we would ask them to recognize the opportunity that is try to make it less about the car yeah. less about the collateral more about the relationship more yeah. about that payment and um, and 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 give our customers an opportunity to I feel better about communicating with us and feel better like they're, they're being trusted.
0: As a tool to be able to help them remember, or it's like, we're, we're serious that we need to make the payment. All right. Can we go into straight lines real quick? Just, there's a couple of things we've had a few questions and all of that. First off, and this is something we were talking about this morning. There are a lot of GPS providers out there. Um, And so uh, one thing, if it matters to you is make sure that it, it integrates with your DMS. So, you know, those are like the kind of questions you need to ask. What's included with
1: that integration? What can you do with that integration? Yes, what
0: you can do with that integration. And that's, you know, it's again, it's one of those things. It's like your DMS is probably your most important software that you have. And so let's try to find things that play nice Mm -hmm. with your DMS. Um, Second is there is a lifespan and reliability element to Mm -hmm. all the different kinds of of GPS units. Um, Most GPS, well, most, I think all runoff of cell signal Mm -hmm. and that means that you know if they're out of cell out of a range then it may not be pinging but the moment that they're back somewhere where it can ping you'll you'll be able to find them so it runs off of cell you know battery all of that keep in mind that there was about a year ago a massive shift um in cellular technology where there were certain types of cell dropped off the face of the planet which meant gps units that were running off of that type of cell no longer functioned. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of, you know, um, the cells, the GPS providers tried really hard to let everybody know, but that still caught a lot of people unawares. So be aware of that, that it's, it is a technology technology changes. GPS units can also be removed from a car that is fully paid off and replaced in a new car. So they can be reused once you've purchased them. And then you just, you know, it's like resetting, uh, you, you purchase the unit. And then a lot of times there's some kind of a fee that's associated with airtime, keeping Mm -hmm. it, keeping it on. Um, we had someone ask cost all across the board.
1: Yeah. Their their devices, their solutions under a hundred dollars, but I think this is yet another example. And I wrote an article, Mm -hmm. I think it's out there still on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. about that. You know, this is a get what you pay for thing. Yeah, there yeah. there are more affordable solutions out there for different things, and you know they're going to have limited um, uh, features and and limited mm-hmm. capabilities. So you know, it, price is not always the only factor here. So I would say, you know, you can I'm trying to remember to find it shared in the in the threads here, but it's like basically that's what we're saying is, yeah, it's not just. The math, like how much more would you have paid for the device when you're, when the device that you chose, it was a budget device, won't locate the vehicle. How much more would you have paid for a device that yes. will locate?
0: And, and then, then oh, well, and it's also it, they need to be installed properly I was gonna say and that, and yeah. so many people it's like it failed it's like it's frequently when um a dealer says that the it's a piece of crap and it doesn't work it's because it wasn't installed properly by a professional that understands how to install well those. and i'm
1: sure and, and you've been around the tech industry yeah. it's like i'm sure that dealers oh, have yeah. experienced this where you call the support company and then they ask you you know how was it installed it? How, because because their first uh, yeah. uh, question is. Can we be sure, can we rule that out? Well, and I think as a dealer, I just want to know that I can rule that out.
0: Exactly. And, and yes, technology fails. Yeah. But for the amount of time when we work with clients that it's like, it doesn't, it only works half the time. It's like, mm, who's installing your GPS units? It's, it's likely not the GPS unit. It's. whether or not it was installed properly. Well, but
1: it's also, there's lots of things like geography and cell power, triangulation, all these kind of things come into play. So again, if I had one that wasn't locating, I personally as a dealer would want to know that our installer was capable, that they were Mm -hmm. thorough, that, you know, they were diligent Mm -hmm. about that and that we did the best possible job in installing we could so that I personally could feel like I could rule that out. Mm -hmm. And if it's not locating, that I can move past that. Because otherwise I can't, I can't know. We, we spend a lot of money and, and you know, put the time into it. And so it doesn't solve that. So again, I just think, you know, the, the, the kind of squiggly lines, as you say, the white hat piece of this is like, let's, let's look at it more. And the last thing I would ask dealers to think about as they're shopping GPS is as your GPS agents representatives are walking you through the, the tip, the tools and, features of the system. Are they giving you features on how to recover the collateral or are they also giving you tips on how to help the customer be successful and get the payment in is, are they making it about the car or are they making it about the success mm-hmm. of the customer? Because I think you, you would want to factor that in, in your, your decision-making because ultimately I, I can't believe that the dealer who's listening to us or who's working with us would really want to ever have an account end in repossession. Can't believe they yeah. would want that yeah. to be the outcome.
0: I've heard that. I've heard it's like it's not a successful account if we haven't used that car six times. Yeah. Um. It's like, uh,
1: so if you're okay. an agent yeah. and you're boasting about your mm-hmm. your your network reliability and all these things, okay, well that helps me recover the car. I get that. Mm-hmm.
0: Collect what the can cash, you, what can you car. help me yeah. do to, to,
1: is there something you can do to help me make sure I collect yeah. more payments than cars? So, yeah. So anyway, Absolutely. enough about all that. So
0: GPS fans, yeah. um, however it is that it works for you, but if you're going to use it with the starter interrupt to just make sure you're consistent, make sure that you're offering um, uh, help, alternatives, options um, for, and, and that you're communicating that really beautifully and i had someone we were talking to someone the other day um because we yeah we well we were talking someone. it's it's about it's about elegantly communicating with your clients in a way that's it's just it's it's um not in a conflict manner it's in a friendly and helpful manner Mm -hmm. and um so elegantly communicating with your with your clients so gps yes Mm -hmm. We really encourage you to, to layer that with the principles of White Hat way, mm-hmm. that you're really transparent and that you're, you know, you're helpful and that you understand that, you know, even, even the best of us, like Jim with the utilities, mm-hmm. I was out of the country, I forgot to pay the payment, I haven't had access, your electricity is now off,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, it's just, things
1: happen. Yeah. So. so I can't even make toast. <laughs> this morning because the power is off because it you know and it depends
0: know. on whether or not you have a yeah. gas stove or a electric stove seen gas
1: toasters but anyway well you just you know yeah. toasted over the oh i see what you mean, yeah. yeah that kind yeah, of thing there's...
0: so um excellent or we we feel like we've i think that's okay, good we wrapped we've up kinda, yeah. um thank you so much for for joining us today if there's more that you would like to be able to talk about with gps you know let us know and we can add a secondary Board podcast or
1: involved in a suit and you're a dealer in Hawaii and you need expert witnesses, then we we can help in Hawaii and some other regions as well.
0: (laughs) All right, guys, have a great Wednesday and we will see you on Friday. Happy White Wednesday.
1: Happy Wednesday.